Headlines from around the world show that there are protests erupting about the cost of energy, and you've even got U.S. oil facing uh, hurdles uh, amid calls for greater output. Well, what's going on here and how does it impact manufacturers and ultimately consumers of those manufactured products? We talked a bit about uh, the uh, possibility of another toilet paper shortage last segment and a lot of that dealing with the idea of these raw materials uh, that uh, the supply chain's impacting, that uh, its increased costs are impacting all of this. Uh, But raw materials includes crude oil uh, because that goes into a whole bunch of things. I mean, you look at an electric vehicle And you got to think about all of the plastic components in that electric vehicle that are derived from crude oil. And even the clothes you're wearing. I'm sure there's uh, some some crude oil byproducts in a lot of what I'm wearing right now, let alone the computer you're using and so on. So to talk more about this and the importance of having efficient and reliable energy supply here in the United States, we're joined now by Illinois Manufacturers Association's Mark Denzler on Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop. Mark, thanks for taking time with us. How are you? Hey, good. Good morning, Greg. Thanks for having me. And, you know, I'm, I know you just got back from your trip, and it's probably a good thing that you didn't drive because your cost would have been double what it was a year ago. You're absolutely right. And trust me, I mean, we're looking at possibly going back to Iceland sometime in the summer, but gas prices over there are going to be absolutely ridiculous if they're tough to swallow here in Illinois, let alone elsewhere. Uh, but, uh, Mark, let's get right into it because, I mean, manufacturers obviously rely on crude oil uh, and oil in general and energy in general uh, to get the, the goods that we use every day. Uh, how are you guys doing out there with uh, with increased prices? Well, it, it's certainly a struggle for businesses, just like it is for all of your listeners who are now paying over $4, almost four fifty at the pump. Uh, a year ago, it was about $2.41. And it's certainly something that, that we don't have to experience in the United States. We're blessed with many uh, resources and that includes oil and gas in addition to things like renewables and nuclear. But, you know, we're we're a leader. We're the world's leading producer of natural gas and oil today. We have American energy leadership, and it's so important to use it uh, as a positive force in difficult times, providing stability and security not only for Americans but for people around the world. Uh, We only have to look and see about the Russian invasion in Ukraine and what that's doing to prices uh, across Europe in particular and the impact on the United States. And so, again, we, we have to use our domestic supplies. We shouldn't have to go rush into OPEC, which is what the Biden administration has done to ask them to increase output. We have these resources right at home. And uh, particularly with manufacturing, Greg, we use one-third of all energy consumed in the United States. And so anytime prices go up as they are right now, it's going to have a real negative impact on the cost of doing business. We're talking with Mark Densler, Illinois Manufacturers Association, about the cost of energy and how we can find some kind of relief. Uh, Mark, I've heard people talk about uh, biofuels and more ethanol and more uh, soy fuels and so on. Um, is that a viable source to, to help alleviate some of these uh, these concerns when it comes to increased energy prices? Uh, or should we be looking at more exploration? And how does that look? Well, it's a combination of everything. We certainly, in in growing up here in Illinois and raising, we're we're the third or fourth largest producer of biofuels uh, because of our soybean and our corn. I think Iowa is leading. And so that stretches the the gallon of petroleum uh, when you include some biofuels and burns cleaner uh, 
Um, and, and so that's certainly a part of the solution. And, you know, part of it is we have to encourage exploration in the United States. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of red herrings thrown out by the administration in Washington, D.C. about, you know, non-producing leases, for example. You know, but but those are leases that, that haven't are not at the point of production. And, and the time grade uh, for an onshore lease is three to four years, seven to ten years for offshore and we, we've talked a lot about hydraulic fracking, for example, and you talk supply chain costs. The cost of frac sand has gone up 185% over the previous year. You know, and so just to that point, that supply chain and those increased costs, you know, American uh, energy producers have increased production 5% uh, last year. I mean, they're increasing it, but during the, the global pandemic, a lot of these oil producers, especially the small exploration companies, went bankrupt. Uh, because the price of oil plunged. And so it's not as easy as just flipping a light switch and turning it back on. It does take a period of time to to get the uh, resources flowing again. Mark Densler with the Illinois Manufacturers Association talking energy prices. So obviously more exploration. Can that be done here in Illinois? I know we've got uh, hydraulic fracturing that was legalized, what, like 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we certainly have the new Albany Shale Play, which is in southeast Illinois. It, it crosses the border in Indiana. Indiana has been uh, fracking uh, for a number of years now. That's certainly an option. We have the worst regulatory structure, I think, of any state in the country that, that allows hydraulic fracking. So, you know, ultimately, I think that is a possibility. But again, the United States is the world's leading producer of oil and natural gas. And to your original point, Greg, natural gas is the feedstock in a lot of things, and plastics and chemicals and fertilizer. And and so, again, it's very important that we don't turn off these resources or stop using them and, and start relying on OPEC countries, for example, or trying to get these uh, resources outside the United States. When we have it right here at home, that not only helps our economy, but it helps our geopolitical security. Mark, finally here, uh, not on this topic necessarily, but the Illinois legislature in session until April 8th. It's going to be a uh, flurry of activity, I imagine. Uh, But one thing that uh, manufacturers are looking for is uh, some tax incentives for uh, the producers of microchips. Uh, Talk briefly about that. Sure. The Illinois Manufacturers Association introduced the Micro Act to help incent production of uh, semiconductors and microchips in Illinois. Greg, right now, the United States only produces 13% of uh, microchips in the world. Uh, A couple decades ago, we were about 40%. Right now, 70% are produced in Asia, and about 90% when you talk really the high-tech chips used in defense and aerospace. We need to bring those back home. Uh, The President and Congress are working to provide some funds. Uh, They're in conference right now. And we think that Illinois is well-positioned because two of the big things you need are energy and access to water. We have both of those. We saw recently Intel make their announcement of a $20 billion facility in Ohio, uh, thousands of jobs. And so we put forth legislation that has passed the um, Senate unanimously. Representative Butler in Springfield is a co-sponsor of that. He was the, the original House sponsor and Representative Halpin. But it's a great opportunity. We need to bring uh, microchip production back to the United States. And these, as you know, there's more than 1,000 chips in a car or your cell phone or your laptop or your refrigerator. Um, the use of or the, the demand for microchips in the United States has increased 20 percent in the last two years. It's only going to go up. So we again, for geopolitical security, for our nation's econ- economic success, we need to produce these chips in the United States. And we're hopeful that the Illinois House will follow the Senate 
and pass the micro act so we can hopefully incent uh, chip production in Illinois. Well, we'll keep an eye on that and uh, maybe bring you back on here in the uh, the weeks ahead as we see that advance uh, or uh, not advance. Either way, we'll definitely talk more about that. Mark Densler, Illinois Manufacturers Association, greatly appreciate your time.